Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece here with co-host Samantha Tradelius. Samantha, what's tea? What what it is? Uh, well, it's Friday. Uh, it is not raining, so there's that. Uh, by the time this airs, it should not be raining ever again. It should be summertime. Um, <laughs> But for us right now, it's not summer. Uh, everything is great. It's nice to see you. We've got a great guest. I've got nothing to complain about. Other than most of the world is bob like annoying me today. I don't know if I just woke up on one of those uh, sides of the bed, but I'm excited to be around women that I know are not going to annoy me. So here we go. Great. I'll get it out of your system. But, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so today, you know, we we love everything that empowers women and in a variety of different ways. Um, and and today's guest it empowers women in a very different way that I would not always consider, especially with with different activities that I also would not necessarily put together. But Hannah Romanowski, who's here with us today, shows us how dance and food and uh, just spirit empower women and you really do embody all of those things together you you're a performing artist you are an mm -hmm. educator you are a wellness advocate you are a chef um really interesting pieces to put together like i said that i would not necessarily stick in the same bucket so hannah first of all thank you for being here with us we especially love having another local superstar woman on with us you are right here in the bay area with us Indeed. Yes. Thank you, Stacey and Samantha. I'm thrilled to be here with you. And yes, how nice we are neighbors. We're in the Bay Area together. So tell us how this connection started. Like what what was kind of the first piece for you that then led to the other pieces that have this this uh, dance and dish business that you've created? <laughs> You know, it's so interesting how things happen. We go through our lives. We might be drawn to doing certain things and they may seem like they're totally disconnected. And then one day, bam, they all come together and it makes sense and people are responding to it. And that is a very exciting place I'm in right now. I've been a professional dancer for over 20 years. I've uh, That's been my career, my life, my passion, my path and especially cultural dance. I'm an ethnochoreologist. I specialize in dance from North Africa, the Near East, and Central Asia. Okay, so that's really cool. That's very cool. I've it never is. heard that term before. I didn't even know it existed. That is very cool. I know, right? Ethnochoreologist. It's like ethnomusicology, but with dance. Yeah. Awesome know that term existed so oh. <laughs> well, there you go we're learning new terms growing all over the place today i love it see there's so many ways we could show up in the world and so many titles we can embody right so that is one of mine and i have uh, taught and perform traditional dance and particularly women's dances from these regions for many years i've run women's dance circles and I perform for a lot of life events like weddings. I fly around the country and perform for a lot of Iranian weddings and also Afghan weddings. So it's this very interesting niche that I'm in. And when it comes to these celebrations, it's very different from what we might think is a traditional dance performance where the dancer is on a stage and the audience is very quiet, clapping. It's way more interactive and it's celebratory, and you're helping people celebrate these 
very happy life events. And I love that. I love the intimacy and the connection that comes from it. And of course, there is always food involved. And I'm a big advocate of movement and music and also nourishing food as being fundamental core healing modalities of humanity. And I feel that we all need more of it. We need more music in our lives. We need more movement. We need to get together. We have community. And we need to remember food as medicine. And that's something I'm very passionate about as a wellness advocate. I'm a healthy cooking coach, and I help inspire and empower people, especially busy women and moms who are trying to feed their kids healthy, inspire and empower them to cook healthy meals at home through tools, through resources, through education, through coaching. I truly believe this is one of the most profound things we could be doing for our health, our preventative health. I couldn't agree more. I think that so many other cultures too have such a more, I don't know if it's that they're more just fun. (laughs) You know, if you've ever been to like a Greek wedding or a Persian wedding, I mean, they're just so, and and the energy and the dance and the food, it's like, I'm hearing everything you're saying. And I absolutely understand it because I've been involved in, you know, many different events with different cultures. And um, I love that you're tying it all in together. I want to know like what it's like to be, because I come from more of a financial services background, as does Felice. What is it like to be a performing dancer? Like, what is that life like from a business perspective? Because it is, you're running, I mean, that's how you make your income. Like, what is that like? (laughs) Well, it's not for the faint of heart. And I can't really compare it to anything else because I just came into the world like this is what I'm doing. And I wasn't even thinking, oh, I'm going to be a professional dancer. I kind of just did it. I gravitated towards it. It's it's just what I wanted to do. So from a business perspective, a challenge I feel is, first of all, a lot of dancers don't know their own worth. I think that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Business women in general, I think, women struggle to charge their actual worth. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And with something as ephemeral as an interpretive as dance or art or performance, which is so incredibly valuable to, uh, to culture, and it's something that our culture does not necessarily value very strongly or invest in. Uh, there's an added challenge there. And a lot of dancers struggle with uh, a lack mentality, limited resources, the starving artist, the suffering artist mentality. And that's something I always really, like I I bucked at. I didn't want that. And I really was driven to take a more entrepreneurial route, though it took me a while to figure out exactly what that was. I did a lot of experimenting and the, and all those things that, you know, there were a lot of failures along the way, but of course they weren't, right? I learned so much and it helped me clarify my path. So I feel very fortunate that I, I found something that actually is lucrative and I'm doing what I love to do, which is really benefit people, really bring joy and happiness to people's lives and well-being, because it's always been about the body. It's been about certainly the appreciation of art and beauty and the healing power of music. 
and connecting to the body and letting our bodies move more. I think this is especially hard, I imagine, for high-powered women who are so busy and needing to be in their heads a lot. Like, what does it feel like to just take some time, be in the body, be with other women? And it's not about performance. It's just about that sense of community and togetherness. You said that you go, you travel all over the country and perform. How do you, how, how do you find your clients? How do, or how do they find you? And is are you solo performing? Are you performing as part of a group? Do you do you have a group that you travel with, or how does that all work? Yes, absolutely. Great question. I'm part of a group called Ballet Absane. Here, actually, we're located here in the Bay Area, and we're very active in the Iranian and Central Asian communities. So I've been with them for probably 20 years. We have traveled around. We've performed for many, many, many weddings and cultural events here in the Bay Area. And from that experience and connection, I have other connections. So I work with musicians. I have other colleagues. And um, because it's such a specialized niche, there are only so many people in the country that do this. Then we get people requesting us from all over the country. And uh, usually often people see us at an event and they then want to hire us for their event. So we just got back from New York, actually. I performed with a a traditional Iranian music ensemble and my colleague, a a fellow dancer for a wedding and a couple other events. So like from, I'm like fascinated with this from a business perspective, like how do you set your rate? Like, do you have obviously like, depending, is it based off of time? Is it based off event type? Is it based off like what you're doing exactly? Um, How many dancers I would assume? Yeah, it's all, it's a little tricky and there's some wiggle room. We certainly have our set rate and then it goes up from there, depending on how far we're traveling. Of course, uh, traveling expenses would be included in that as well. And then when we bring in other dancers, yes, that would raise our rate as well. So it really is project-based. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's fast. Like I'm, fa- I'm absolutely fascinated with it. Uh-huh. It sounds so much more exciting than selling insurance, right? Well, <laughs> being, you exciting. Know, at an Iranian or an Afghani wedding, like that's a whole different experience. It's multiple days. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, that's what I love about what I do. Every day is different. I could not, I don't go to the same office at all. Sometimes I might be on a proscenium stage in front of thousands of people. Other times I might be in an intimate home with a family. So the environment shifts and it keeps me on my toes. It keeps things creative. It keeps me uh, uh, stimulated and engaged. And I really love that aspect of my work. I'm gonna I, have to, I have to pivot. I have to improvise. I can't get too attached to something like, oh, it's this now. Okay. And then you just got to roll with it and fly with it and, and, and be in it with a sense of grace and commitment, no matter what. Which is such the like artist brain too, not to interrupt you because it, like that, I think part of you, it makes sense with the career path choice because you have to have a certain amount of like spontaneity and like kind of just go with it where if you're more kind of in a desk situation, you're more structured in a way that you have to be, you know, more regimented with your schedules and your um, just the day-to-day 
tasks and, and too much shifting for a lot of like type A people would be too, it would be too much, right? I would lose my mind. I'd be like, no. I'd like to stay in our lane and know that we are comfortable there. And this is, this is our space. Yeah. So, um, yeah, although, you know, we do have some creativity in our day where every day we don't know what clients we're going to have to deal with, what different tragedies we're going to have to deal with. So I guess it's rising in our own chair, right? I think there are plenty of days where I'd rather be in somebody's living room dancing. (laughs) Uh, sign me up. So you you talk about nourishing the body and the soul, and obviously the dancing, the music, and and the the, the creative outlet there is is very nourishing to a soul. Let's shift a little bit to the body side. Your nutritional coaching and your your teaching of of healthy cooking uh, with your client base there. What do you see as some of the biggest nutritional errors that women are making today? What a great question. The challenges that I hear the most coming from clients is time. Most people are don't have enough time in their day, let alone for cooking, especially today, especially working moms are so busy and so pressed for time and they don't want to handle. So people order out a lot. We're very used to this, especially now ordering out, having food delivered. And it seems like... I don't know anything about that. I don't know. I'm sure you don't. You've never done that. (laughs) What you speak of. Yeah. I ordered from DoorDash the other day for the first time ever, like two days ago. And I know that that's like a normal thing for a lot of people. And it seems like it's such a time saver, but we're outsourcing our healthcare when we order out. And I really believe that. We don't know what's going in our food. We don't know what they're cooking our food in. And that's a big one that people may not be aware of, how much our cookware affects our health, our gut health. We're all walking around with some degree of leaky gut from our modern world. We are exposed to so many chemicals and heavy metals, and this is deeply affecting our health. It's leading to autoimmune diseases, which are on the rise, and especially problematic among women, not to mention all the dietary diseases that uh, are killing people the most in this country. So we we do have a health crisis and we we have an eating disorder in this country when it comes to food. We're lucky here in the Bay Area, we have access to so many great sources, but across the nation, less than 5% of the public are getting the minimum daily allotment of fresh fruits. Isn't that crazy? I was watching the news and they had um, like a grocery store in the middle, somewhere in the middle of the country. And they only had like one little tiny thing of vegetables for people, I mean, to purchase. Now we're very lucky, as you said, we have an abundance of that fresh, you know, vegetation because that's what we demand here on on the West Coast. Um, But even like on the East Coast, when I spend time back there, it's the grocery stores do look different amazing. Yeah. yeah. Right. I go into some stores, like convenience stores. I just can't believe it. <laughs> it's all garbage. It's all chemicals. That's it's all process. It's convenience. Interesting though, when you talk yeah. about, we don't know what they prepare the food in, you're not necessarily talking about olive oil versus vegetable oil. You are actually physically talking about 
the the pan that they may be using too, correct? Which, by the way, I did not know was a thing until I actually, this was years ago, got diagnosed with some, like a low iron issue. And so she, the doctor was, I can't do iron pills. Like, I'm just not good at them. So we talked about other ways to I could add iron to my diet. And she said, oh, you should be cooking in a cast iron skillet. And I'm like, huh? She goes, yeah, that's what you, you need to be using that. And I didn't even occur to me that, the pan I was cooking in would have a difference in what I put in my body. Yes. Your cookware absolutely affects your health. It affects the nutritional quality of your food. And there have been cooking advancements in the technology of cookware. So this is something that I educate with. I educate on in addition to our nutrition cooking classes. I actually show people how to test their own cookware for heavy metals. Um, well, I'll tell you, we should hop on the phone sometime or I'll show you how to test your cookware and we can go into that. I certainly have my preference. Yeah, absolutely. It's we want so to funny when you, when you do think about it, cause I've, I've never thought about it. Like, yeah. but now, but now when you think about like, when you are looking at, and it's like the Teflon and then you'll start to see it like peel off. I remember the first time I saw it and I was like cooking eggs for my daughters and I was like, this is not probably good. Right. Because a little bit that I can't even see somebody's probably eating and I threw them all out and started all over again. And I use a lot of cast iron. I prefer cast iron, honestly. Mm, mm. Yeah. One has to be really careful with iron because iron toxicity is also a thing and it can cause inflammation in the gut. So we recommend cooking in cookware that's not releasing any heavy metals or chemicals so all non-stick coating, there's no such thing as a safe non-stick coating. I know they have like, oh, non-toxic, non-stick. It's marketing. It's greenwashing. Yes. DuPont got in a lot of trouble with Teflon and they had to do a whole rebranding. They're the owners of all these chemicals. And uh, so we really want to get off of non-stick, especially. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a... It's- it's a, a little bit of a bad addiction. I'm not going to lie. It's the convenience of mm-hmm. having that is pretty great, but I, but I, I also do love it. But I also love what you said something about, you know, America, or I'm just going to say America, because that's where we are and I could speak to it. We do have a very uncomfortable relationship with food. And a lot of people don't know. I mean, we all know what we should be eating and how we should be eating, but we all don't. I mean, consistently. Um, it's either you're kind of like one extreme or the other, or like in the middle and you just kind of waver. Like I kind of like, I'll eat really good. And then I'll be like, mm, <laughs> burger. <laughs> the 80, 20. What's that? The 80, 20 rule. Right. Yeah. Go but for like, that. It's so hard. And it is such a, like, it's, it's a battle that we all have. And then going back to the time thing, like I'm post tonight, I've got you know, my daughter's got dress rehearsal. I've got family coming in. It's, you know, all these things going on. And I'm thinking about so what can I go grab and get in the fridge so that the kids can grab and go and this and that. And it's like, I'm not thinking about creating meal because I'm, I don't have time. I'm just thinking about what I can buy and throw in the fridge. Right. And we show people how to meal prep. They can cook their meals for the next five days in a couple hours. And with our cooking system, it cuts the cooking time in half. It preserves more nutrition in your cooked food. Cause that's another thing. A lot of people don't realize when they cook their food, they're losing nutrition. So all of these mean that you're eating more nutrient dense food. You're 
making your food convenient convenient because we have a method for food prep so your kids can go to the fridge and grab stuff right away because part of the issue with eating lots of vegetables which no matter what diet you follow we all need more vegetables in our diet and it's the chopping so we have an amazing uh, manual food processor that will revolutionize your experience in the kitchen and actually i'm going to be showing it off at the unlock the vault event so be sure to come right. by my booth and see that i will i can i'll be right there front and center all right. I, um, I love this work you're doing, and I feel like it's it's kind of coming from a fun approach. I was watching uh, a video that you had on your website with you, and you were dancing and and cooking, and 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 had a, there was a crowd of people laughing and enjoying themselves. And I think the tie-in of everything is really um, it's it's cool and it's different and it's unique. And I think mm -hmm. it really does serve um, an audience well. So kudos to you. Thanks so much. Well, I just decided I had to be me, right? I couldn't fit into another box. Like I, I kind of was down on myself for a lot of my life. Like, why can't I just decide on one thing and stick to it? I keep jumping around and doing, well, guess what? That's who I am and I embrace it. to do one thing. They all work together. One right? of the things I love you talk about on your website is eating, not only eating to support just overall health, but you specifically talk about eating to support mental health, which obviously mm -hmm. has become a very big issue. It's always, I think it's always been a big issue. I just think it's an issue that has come to the forefront in the recent years. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. How, how are we eating to support our mental health or how should we, what changes should we be making to support our mental health? I'm really glad you brought that up because it's so important and people don't always make that connection. I would never have made that connection. I'll be yeah. honest. Well, it's important to know that what goes on in your gut affects what goes on in your brain. Depression, anxiety, they all have roots in your gut health, in your microbiome, in, in the integrity of your gut. So protect your gut, you're protecting your mental health. And we all know that there's this deep connection, right? When we're experiencing stress, we feel it in our gut, we feel em emotions uh, that were in our gut. So that's where it's at. We really need to be eating a wide variety of nutrients. We need to make sure that our bodies are properly absorbing those nutrients. And we need to eat brain healthy food. And those are some of the things that we teach in our cooking classes. What's your stance on supplements if you can't, if you don't feel like you can get it in food. Yeah, I supplements. If you have a good, I use supplements. I use an incredible company that I love that I'm, I've been with for many years and they're amazing. And I feel the difference when I have them in my body. I also have a wide variety, a very uh, diverse diet. So that's really important because you want to be getting multiple colored foods Eat the rainbow. I've heard it. That's a thing, right? Eat, Eat the, the rainbow. Rainbow. rainbow, yes. And we're not so talking Skittles. It's important to know that color corresponds with vitamins and minerals correspond with flavor. That's interesting. So yes, yes. For example, beta carotene, that's in orange foods like sweet potato or carrots. Really important for women's health. Uh, lycopene, that's in red foods like tomato sauce, really important for men's health. And the list goes on. So we want to be getting every color in our diet every day. 
And it's also going to mean that your food is more flavorful. People think that healthy food is boring. No way. If if minerals correspond to flavor, then the more minerals are in your food, the more flavor. So That's, if you're eating, yeah, it feels so complicated, but yet it's so simple, right? It's it's like a one, two, three ABC book that you'd give your toddler. Yeah, <laughs> we make it harder than it should be. Well, I think the bottom line is when you eat like shit and you don't take care of your body, you feel like shit, and everything else in your life suffers as a result. I mean, breaking it down to the brass tacks here, ladies, and I think right. the story we've all read, we we can all recite it verbatim, but yet. <laughs> We are our own worst enemies when it comes to implementing these things. And, you know, guilty is charged, mm-hmm. um, all of us, because at different times we, you know, don't take care of ourselves in the way that we need to, because life is crazy. Right. Yeah. But that connection, like you just said, between what we're eating and how we feel, for some reason, there's a big disconnect for a lot of people and it's really enforced by by this culture that we're in oh no it has nothing to do with your diet and lifestyle here get it take a pill get on this prescription you'll feel better and in my opinion it's just criminal because you're right it's actually not for the most part it's not that complicated nutrient dense a lot of variety eat plant-based or at least get more plants in your diet and those are really, really important steps that you can take towards your health. Well, and also as we get older too, our needs change. Our bodies as women, they change, right? We're all mm-hmm. lacking in things that we weren't lacking in our 20s. And now that we're 40, we got to eat more of this and less of that. And, you know, you can't not eat for all day long and expect to feel okay. Those <laughs> days are over. <laughs> the goalpost keeps moving and it's, uh, yeah. it's really tough to keep up with. Uh, it is exhausting. We're actually, our, I work with a team of nutritionists and health coaches, and we're, we have a cooking school called Foodature in Windsor. And uh, our this month's cooking classes that we offer to the community in Windsor, Napa, and San Rafael is on hormone health. So that's Woo! timely. How I know, perfect. Right? So mm-hmm. Hannah, where can people find you? Where can they learn about your classes? What's your website? What's your social? Where do we find you? Absolutely. My social is at Dance and Dish. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram or Facebook and follow my cooking and dance adventures, which as you pointed out, sometimes I do at the same time. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> and then please go to my website, danceanddish.com or hannahromanowski.com. And you can find out more about me and my offerings. And I'm always available for a Zoom chat if people want to connect and just talk about their needs in the kitchen or talk about cookware. I can show people how to test their cookware or any other questions you may have. Feel free to reach out. Excellent. So here's your rapid fire question. What's the one thing that everyone should be eating? (laughs) <laughs> the one thing, if you do nothing right, what's the one thing we all should be eating in our, put in our diet? Oh, okay. Well, fermented foods. Fermented food? Yeah. Yeah, there, I gave you a category. So that comes on the ground. Like a pickle? <laughs> um, a kosher pickle is fermented. Okay. Yeah. So like sauerkraut. 
Ooh, or I kimchi like or tempeh or miso, any kind of fermented vegetable. Yes, we need more fermented foods in our diet. This is one thing that our modern culture is lacking. Remember, before the fridge, our ancestors our ancestors ate fermented foods because that's how they they stored their food, right? They were on the pirate ships, right? On the pirate ships getting scurvy, but they were eating their fermented foods. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you for that singer. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that, but I yeah, it just popped out. It wasn't the first thing in my head, but then ah, yeah, go for because also the food is more bioavailable available and it's feeding your your gut bacteria, your healthy gut bacteria, and so it's. It's um, helping uh, protect your gut. I love it. I love it. Well, Hannah, thank you for sharing you, your joy of dance and eating right and taking care of our bodies. We appreciate you so much. We hope that everyone took a little bit this week and gets out there and is inspired. <laughs>